Hello friend, welcome to Dreams and a Double Shot, a podcast sponsored by Thea Creative Studio. It's a place for dreamers, change makers, and trailblazers to find inspiration, advice, and community through fun and intimate conversations. Hey everyone, it's Melissa. Um, This week's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with China Mella, who is the co-founder and director of John Media, which is a social media marketing agency based in Australia. So I connected with China through LinkedIn and she reached out to me um, to come on the podcast and I was so flattered. Um, She's doing great things with her career and also with her agency. And I was just so impressed with her level of confidence. Um, I just feel like she is somebody who has such a strong sense of self and who she wants to be as a professional and it's very inspiring and she shares her professional journey where she was going to Temple University she had graduated and had landed a really great first job out of college but you know ultimately like most people who consider entrepreneurship or starting their own business was looking for something more and, you know, took a leap without a safety net and has really pulled off something amazing. The work that she's doing for her clients is outstanding. And the advice that she gives for other freelancers who are considering starting their own agency, I just think is top tier. So let's get into our episode with China. It's really great. China, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so excited to have you and learn more about you. How's your Sunday or actually right Monday going right? Monday morning. It's around 7.38 a.m. It's still it's still difficult for me to I still have to convert the time and look on my phone. But yeah, Monday morning. (laughs) Well, you know what? Since it's like, you know, closer to six here, I really appreciate you getting up bright and early to talk to me because I'm not a morning person. So I I I appreciate the salad you're doing for me. (laughs) Of course. So I wanted to ask you because you have such like incredible experience. And I always think you know, no matter how stable the economy is, no matter how um, experienced someone may be, it's so ballsy to just take the leap and start your own business, whether it's an agency, whether it's a flower shop. So for you, you kind of landed a dream job that I think most people would, you know, uh, kill to have at like a really well-known company after undergraduate and then you ended up taking a leap to start your own agency so what kind of inspired you to do that like was there a singular moment where you like I just don't want to do nine to five anymore yeah absolutely it it was a dream job um I landed it pretty quickly right out of right out of college um I didn't right I didn't have that long wait period where I was applying for a million things I got really really lucky and it was a great company to work for. The people were amazing. Um, and, you know, it was news social media. So it was very fast paced and you learn very quickly and I get bored very fast. So it was a great fit for me. Awesome. Um, right. And like I said, the people were just amazing to connect with and uh, it was a great experience. But news social is so different than any other type of social media. And my best friend works in e-com social media. And when we would get dinner and talk about our work day, even though our job titles were very similar, we were doing completely different things. It was like we were working two completely different jobs in two completely different industries, even though it was very similar. 
Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to start working with brands and businesses okay. to learn what that was like. I found it so interesting and so different than what I was doing. And also news is very uh, draining. It's very full on. It's 24 seven. Um, it's, you know, not always the most pleasant of things. Sure. Sometimes there are really wonderful things you get to report on, on social, but it wasn't always that. And it was just at this time where I was, so I was living in New York and it was 2018, which was anyone from Philly knows it was one of the best years. The Eagles won the Super Bowl. It (laughs) It was the best year. And I was like, so high on this love for Philly and my best friend got married, my niece was born, and I just had this urge to go back home, but I didn't really have a job lined up and nothing seemed to really pan out and I couldn't really find anything that felt like a good fit. And one day I left work and I called my dad walking home and I said, I think I'm just gonna quit my job and freelance and move home. Oh and and credit to him, he didn't skip a beat. And he was like, okay, just move home. Don't worry about rent. Don't worry about paying any bills. Just focus on making this successful for you. And that's all that matters. And that's what I did. I moved home. I worked for my parents' kitchen table, you know, all hours of the night. I remember, you know, my parents would get up for work and I would still be sitting there uh, working on trying to figure this this thing out because really it was just blindly navigating how to start a full-time freelance career. But um, yeah, just worked really hard and very thankful that my dad, just encouraged me to just give it a try. And yeah, that's what I did. So your dad passed the vibe check. Like he sounds awesome. (laughs) Like what a sweet, like, just like, yeah, okay. I got you. Like, that's awesome. I love stories like that. Cause I feel like a lot, like it's crazy because there'll be people like you who are successful doing freelancing full time. And it always breaks my heart when I feel like the people closest to them are just like, oh, don't do it. Like they're not supportive. Like, you know, and they say it out of best intentions, right? It's that fear. Like they want, you know, what's best for you. They don't want you to fail, but it's just like, you know, how much stress would be off people's shoulders if they just had that person in their corner who was just like, oh, okay, cool. You totally got this, you know? Absolutely. 100%. If he had said, eh, state your job, it's a really good opportunity, then I would probably still be there to be honest. So it was great that he just encouraged me to just give it a shot. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. And also too, like, I, I wanted to ask, like, since you did things, I feel like more in line with, um, traditional entrepreneurship is people just making the leap, right? You know, is there any lessons, you know, from your early days of your agency that you would like to share hard one or things that you think about maybe in hindsight that you wish you knew? Yes, absolutely. Um, When I first started making the shift from freelancer to agency, Mm -hmm. I was so hesitant to bring on people to help me. And I think when you're a freelancer, it's so hard to get to this point. Well, not so hard, but it takes a bit to get to this point where you're financially comfortable. You have to build up your client list. And that's the hardest part for anyone is building up that client list and getting that going. And then you get to this weird point where you have a bit too much work for yourself to handle, but you don't want to part with that money. You don't want to give away, right? If you're making $50 a month from a client, you don't want to give give up 30 of that or 25 of that or 20 of that. You just, you want to, to keep that because that's your level of, of success. Soon as I was able to let go of that and start bringing people on to work with me, you know, your time is money. And that's the most important thing as an agency owner. 
you could spend 15 hours a week crafting social media posts or going on Canva or trying to figure out Adobe when you're not a graphic designer and you're trying to fill all these voids, or you could hire someone who does it better than you. And that's really when you start to use your time wisely, when you can spend 15 hours a week finding new clients and working on your business. And that was the bit, the best lesson that I learned. Um, I think I waited a bit too long to do that. Uh, I, I was really slow with it. I hired one person and then the real shift was when my fiance, he works in social, he uh, quit his job and then started full-time with me. And that was the big shift um, when we both started doing this full-time. But as far as lessons I learned, I would have done that sooner. I would have started hiring people to work with me a lot quicker than I did. May I ask as well, like um, for you starting, it sounds like you had that encouragement from your dad, you know, your family, which is great. But was there any uh, voice in maybe the back of your head, any fear analysis paralysis when you were thinking about like, wow, like healthcare, bills, you know, I'm leaving financial stability and I had this job like immediately after college, like, am I making a mistake? Am I, should I just stay? Like that kind of stuff, you know, how did you work through it? I didn't have so much of it, I think, because it also came in a very big shift in my life. I moved to Australia. My fiance is Australian. So it came at this time where I had so much going on okay. that I almost felt like quitting my job and starting an agency was probably the smallest decision I was making. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up and moved literally across the world. Like I, you know, I, had, I didn't realize quite how far it was until I was on a plane for, you know, one of the flights was 18 hours. And I was like, oh, this is far. You're like, um, just one, just one of those flights. <laughs> like, oh my God. Exactly. I always like to say just one, one of the three. Um, yeah. So I had so much going on that I kind of had my blinders on. I wasn't really thinking like, whoa, this is a huge life move that I quit my job and I'm starting an agency. And I don't really know what I'm doing running a business. I know how to do social media, but as far as being a business owner, I know nothing about this. So as far as all of that, not really. And I also moved to a country where healthcare is something that you can have, even if you're not, you're not full time. Well, anyone can have healthcare, but it was a lot more affordable. It was a lot more achievable for me to have that. So I didn't have that huge, huge, huge expense. So that worked out well, I will say, I think I would have probably been a bit more stressed about that had I lived back home. Yes. But um, no, like you said about my dad, I have a really great support system. I mean, even down to my friends, they never once made me feel like I was doing something crazy for quitting my job and freelancing and then running an agency. You know, one of my best friends is a CPA and right away I had so many tax questions and she went to dinner with me and sat down and laid it all out and explained different things and my different responsibilities. So I never really had that, that voice of hesitation or thinking I couldn't do it which is great. That's so cool. You know, and I think that just like speaks to the power of like social support is sometimes it takes a while, I think, for people to cultivate that. But if you have that starting out, I think that's something that kind of sets you up for success early, you know, and at least in my opinion. But for you, like, I feel like now, like myself, I'm a social media manager full-time in my full-time job. And then I do social media for freelance clients. But I have like really noticed in the last couple of years, 
there has been such a boom with social first agencies. Like everybody's a thought leader, everybody's a social media expert, or there's people where it's, it's crazy to me to think like, all I do is TikTok, you know, that's my specialization. And I work with beauty brands, which is cool. Like it's the spectrum of like people who have a full-blown agency or doing social media and other marketing services, or they're really, 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 really niching down to things. So for you and your agency, like what, are the ways that you guys are setting yourself apart? Um, and was that hard to do? I don't think it was hard to do. It, it felt really natural in the different ways that I wanted to run the business to maybe be a bit different or just feel more comfortable mm-hmm. for myself. I think, and all this is to say, everyone figures out what works for them. So it's not to just how people do it differently, but there are a few things that you know we do client relationship is very important to me. And even as we grow and we expand, we've got uh, nine people working with us now. And even then something that I really always want to keep very, very strict is clients can feel super comfortable to come to me with anything. I never want to be, you know, this sort of Oz that brings them on signs of contact. <laughs> and they never see, they never hear from me again. And then I pass them on to a project manager and that's their point of contact. So yeah. I really, try and have that close relationship with my clients. I work with a lot of small businesses. This is a very important personal decision to them. Outsourcing social media is is an expense for them. And I want to make sure that's something that they feel comfortable to come to me. I mean, again, this might not work for everybody, but being able to text me when they, you know, have a super important question or something that needs to go out on social or calling me at whatever time. I mean, I work you know, I work in, I work in America, but I live in Australia. So, um, the, the time difference and things like that, I like them to feel like they can just call me whenever and not hesitate. So that, that's a big, a big thing. And also really, really big on not waiting for them to come to us to see what's next. We always try and identify the next thing. I mean, I never want a client to come to me and say, well, I see all these other people doing Instagram reels and I'm reading that they're doing so much better for everybody instead of posts or stories. I never want them to come to me. I always want to come to them first. So that's something that we've been really conscious of. And then secondary is content creation. We put so many resources into making sure our content is really, really, really top notch. I mean, graphic designers and motion graphic editors. I mean, we're a team of nine and half of them are content creators. So that's been something that's been really important to us. Never, again, not dissing anybody else, but never posting the same graphic twice. Like that's something that we always value and always stress when we're trying to onboard new clients or something like that, or showcase our services. That's something that we always focus on and share with people. Wow. That's incredible. And may I also ask too, like, you know, for you kind of choosing your business model, when you decided to become an agency, did you always like know it was going to be social first or was that just kind of something you fell into where you were just like, you know, this fits for my skill set. It just makes perfect sense for me to lean into social. Yeah, definitely. It was felt very natural and perfect to go just into social, but I will say when you're growing a business, when you realize all the different things you can do, it's really hard to cut that off. It's really hard when people say, could you also write my emails for me? And I have a background in journalism. So could I? Yes. But you have to have that moment where you're like, these are my services. I'm confident in these. 
these are what I excel at and I'm not going to dive into anything else because really when you do that, then you can't focus on the things that you're really, really good at because then you're too busy trying to improve on the things that you're not so great at, but people are asking if you can do them. Honestly, just stay in your lane, pick your services and let other people who specialize in those take care of things like email marketing and whatever else that isn't your, you know, your specialty. I need all the entrepreneurs that listen to this to like hear that part and replay it back again and again because I feel like it's so important. <laughs> like it really, really is. And I think like I give you mad props um, for having the courage to say no because I think that's another thing too is people struggle with saying no because they're like that money's on the table, right? You know, that money's like, what if they leave for me to go for somebody else? But I think people respect you more because they're like, all right, I know I'm signing on to somebody who's going to crush it on social for me. You know what I mean? And you don't want to like spread yourself through thin, like you were saying. So I think that's awesome. Or, you know, partnerships, you know, like your network is definitely like your net worth. So it's like, if you have that partnership with another agency who kills it for email marketing, it's like, here's a client we can split. So I think that's so cool. So for the tech that you use, like, I would have to think, um, you know, you guys are, are very transient to some degree, right? For agencies now, it doesn't have to be like a place in a certain spot or are you like brick and mortar? Like what's your tech stack look like for how you guys run things? Well, we're interesting in the sense that we're an Australian business, yeah. but we work with primarily American clients. Okay. Myself and my co-owner are in Australia, but our entire team is in America. So we have to be able to, we're, we're definitely remote, um, with that being said, um, we're all not flying to the office every day. So we we're very remote, but we communication's huge. Communication is, is very, very big for us. Um, so Slack is our bread and butter. We're on there okay. all, every day, but as far as tech, as a social agency, Sprout Social is our, like our number one that we okay. absolutely always go to, uh, you know, as a, I guess you could say an ex-freelancer, I've used every single platform and this isn't an ad for them, but after trial and error, that's the one that just worked well for us. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely remote. Um, and, you know, project management tools, I think sometimes people are hesitant to use them, but if you get busy project management tools like Teamwork and Asana Monday are, are definitely phenomenal to work with. Okay. Are the ones that you like recommend, is there anything else that's maybe like a one-off or something that you don't think about? Like for me, it was QuickBooks. I was like, oh, wow. I have to send people invoices so I can get paid. (laughs) I was like, it's so funny you say that because in the beginning, I remember when I first started freelancing, my first client was like, send me an invoice. And I actually had no idea how to send someone an invoice digitally. I had no idea. And I was so thankful that she walked me through that. But it's funny because now freelancers, I find when they, when they come on and start working with me, it's the same thing. Everyone's like, well, how do I send a digital invoice? I wish there was a place and I'm sure there is, but yeah, I wish wish there was like a freelancer school where people can learn all this stuff because it really is just blindly navigating. But thankfully, you know, there are people that have been through it themselves and help out and explain it. But QuickBooks was definitely something, again, my dad, the hero of the story, (laughs) pretty early. So that was, that was good. Um, You know what? The best piece of advice someone gave me when I first, when I was a freelancer and I was sliding into becoming an agency 
she said, hire a really good accountant. And that was something that I did right away. And I'm really thankful that I did because, you know, it's a whole nother world when you're doing taxes and things like that as a freelancer and just having that peace of mind that someone's got your back and they're, you know, making sure deadlines and things like that are taken care of. So hiring an accountant was something that was, was really um, important and really beneficial. That's cool. Yeah. And I think I'm glad that you um, mentioned that because I feel like that's one that people like overlook over the time. And then also too, it's sometimes finding somebody like either a lawyer, somebody who can give you legal counsel for like establishing your LLC that gets digital business. Like, you know, it's crazy to think there's a lot of people who I guess just the age gap, they're like entrepreneurship LLC for like a digital agency it's like they just don't kind of like understand so that's so cool I love that um so where can people find you and you know if they want to support you if they want to work with you if they want to learn more um if they think that there's a client potentially for you where can they find you absolutely so um our business is at john media Mm -hmm. um j-a-w-n media Mm -hmm. that's on all accounts and then myself personally on linkedin i'm just China Mila, plain China Mila, um, C-H-Y-N-N-A, just like the country, but spelled a bit differently. I love it. So I always like to ask this final question because I think it's good to look back on like our growth as individuals and business owners. So what's a piece of advice that you would give your younger self? Best piece of advice I could give my younger self would be to work on the business, not in the business. I heard someone say that just like a year ago, I heard someone say it. And I wish that I had heard that in the beginning. Like I said before, if you get, if you get lost in the busy work, you never have enough time to develop your business. And even if that's sure, if you have so much on your plate that you can't justify working on the business instead of in the business in the beginning, then, and I'm not, I'm not, um, advocating for, you know, overwork culture or anything like that, but and, you know, maybe, maybe your off hours or when you work on the business, maybe you put a TV show on and you put your laptop on and that's when you work on the business at the end of the day. But it's so important to set that time aside. I mean, everything from figuring out how to get more clients to, you know, <laughs> your own company's social media. And <laughs> you've so, you're working so hard on everybody else's businesses to make them flourish and you know, putting so much effort in their, in their social media, you forget to do your own. So definitely work on the business, not in the business and find the time to do that. I love it. You gave so many gems. This was such a fun conversation. And I'm like, I know we just met, but I'm like mad proud of you. Like, I think it's so cool that you're like flourishing and you did your own thing. So like, thank you so much for being candid and like sharing your story. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Have a good one, China. Take care. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye.